You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Toronto Blue Jays with MLB.com's Blue Jays beat reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor's sort of an interesting position for the Blue Jays right now as they look at a guy who conceivably might have been some interest to them, uh, being shipped away right before a game against the Blue Jays and Scott Kazmir. Um, as we continue to look at this opportunity this club has and the clear fix that they need, one of the names is off the board. Where do they stand as far as some kind of upgrade to their starting rotation? Yeah, well, the, the good news for the Blue Jays is that, you know, we've, we've talked a lot in the last few weeks about it really being kind of a seller's market, but it just seems that the, the name of starting pitchers available out there kind of continues to increase with each passing day, and you know, it might continue to be that way right up until the trade deadline if, if a few other teams become sellers. Um, so that's a, the good news. And, and, and Casimir getting traded uh, to Houston probably sets the market a little bit as well. So, you know, Alex Anthopoulos should have some, some more clarity on what it will take to get a deal done. And you know, the Blue Jays definitely uh, touched base with Oakland about that, about that Casimir uh, deal. And, and, you know, those two organizations are very familiar with each other after going through discussions during the offseason with the Donaldson trade and, and so they know exactly where each other stands. Um, but there wasn't really much common ground there, and, and you know, that, that shouldn't be overly surprising at this point. But uh, there's a lot of other guys out there that, that Anthopoulos needs to you know, make a move on, and you know, he's known for his due diligence, checks in with just about every team out there. Um, but there's a lot of intriguing possibilities, and you know, the one that gets, seems to be, you know, that could be a nice little fit would be if, if the San Diego Padres decide to switch, switch things up a little bit uh, and go into sell mode on that end, whether it's you know, a big move like a James Shields or, or some guys, um, you know, like an Andrew Kashner or, or a Tyson Ross. There's, there's some controllable arms out there as well. And typically that's what Anthopoulos likes to do is, is get guys with more than one year of control. Um, but then on the flip side of that, this would be a good year to also go after a rental considering the window of opportunities that we just have. One guy we've talked about an awful lot and uh, maybe uh, talking about in the future tense for one last time here, uh, Aaron Sanchez's return is imminent, and it is apparently to the bullpen. That's apparently settled. Uh, what do you think the expectation is when he gets back on the big league roster? Well, I think the expectation is, is that he's going to fill the role that he did last year. And, you know, he was a major impact guy in the bullpen uh, for the Blue Jays in the second half of last season, taking the closer's job away from Casey Jansen. And, you know, I really think this is – something that manager John Gibbons has probably been pushing for all along. It was the constant topic of conversation as to whether or not he was best suited in the bullpen or the rotation. You know, I think long-term, uh, you know, his future should still be in the rotation because he has that kind of upside and you want to take advantage of that value. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to criticize this move because the Blue Jays bullpen has been struggling so much uh, that they desperately need another arm to go along with Roberto Osuna and, and, and the recent emergence of a guy like Bo Schultz. Uh, outside of those two over the last little bit, they haven't been able to, to get any kind of quality, consistent innings from their bullpen, and Sanchez should go a long way in helping solidify that. And I think what it also indicates is that, you know, Anthopolis is pretty confident um, that he's going to be able to pull the trigger on a starting pitcher uh, before the deadline because, um, you know, Felix Dubron I don't think is going to be long for the uh, number five spot in the rotation, uh, and I just don't think the Blue Jays would have moved Sanchez out of the role of a starter permanently unless they knew that there was going to be someone else coming in um, sooner rather than later to fill that void. So here's my question. In four rehab appearances, now again, 
scouting the stats is always dangerous. But yep. four rehab appearances, uh, Aaron Sanchez pitched eight and two-thirds innings and walked seven batters. Um, that's not very encouraging, and it wasn't getting better. It was two the last time out. It was two the time before that. Um, what's the level of confidence that he can be an effective strike-throwing reliever uh, in the near future? Yeah, and, you know, as, as he's kind of touched on there, you, know, you can only read so much into the results of, of minor league starts, but the one thing you really can read into is you know, balls and strikes. You know, if, he's, if he's not able to throw it over the plate, uh, you know, it doesn't, everything else doesn't really matter. And, you know, I think the Blue Jays originally expected to have him back for the series uh, finale in Oakland on Thursday. Uh, that didn't happen because of the way his first uh, appearance out of the bullpen went for AAA Buffalo. He just wasn't throwing enough strikes, walked a couple of guys. Uh, you know, he did give up two unearned runs that came on past balls. But, you know, the fact is those two walks kind of loomed large. And, you know, this has been the problem with Sanchez. I mean, we saw it earlier this year. Uh, you know, as a starter, he was leading the league in, in walks for a very long time, and eventually he did start to figure that out um, by having the, the command go down. The one thing last year is that, you know, when he came up, that was supposed to be a problem for him as well, and he was able to, you know, really do that relatively flawlessly out of the bullpen. Um, but he's prone to this, this kind of stuff, and, you know, I think that's why they're going to give him a little bit more time. They hope that the progression will be similar to the way it was earlier this year, that he'll kind of settle into that kind of groove. Um, but it kind of remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, it's, for him, everything goes back to the fastball command. He's got that overpowering fastball, but he, he needs to be able to throw out the strikes in order for it to make a difference. So to, to go back to topic, as we talk about what they could do to upgrade that rotation, what do they have to give? What, what could the Blue Jays do to bring in a starting pitcher who would make a difference, even if it's not a one, a guy who would be good enough to, to be a noticeable upgrade to this rotation? Well, the big chip that they have uh, is Daniel Norris, and he's someone that they would probably be more willing to trade. You know, I think Jeff Hoffman is a guy who's going to be completely off limits. You know, teams are always going to ask about Mark Stroman, um, but he's off limits as well. I just don't envision a scenario where either of those two get moved. Uh, but Norris is a guy who could be moved, and you know, his value isn't quite as high as it was a year ago because he has had a bit of an up and down year. Uh, for Buffalo. Really, last year, he, his value was basically what Jeff Hoffman's is right now, and uh, you, you can't necessarily say that's the case anymore, but at the same time, uh, he's obviously a still very young guy and still a very prized prospect in his own right, uh, so there's still an awful lot of value there, so you'd think that, that if they were going to pull the trigger on a very big move, um, he would be the centerpiece of that. Um, but, you know, there's also scenarios where the Jays might try to look to hang on to him as well and, and go after kind of the second-tier guy um, that might be more of a, a rental as well that they could get a little bit on the cheap. The problem for the Blue Jays in that regard is that they don't have a lot of those kind of mid-level prospects that are on the upper echelons of the minor leagues. Really, Dalton Pompey is really the only other guy uh, who fits into that role. Maybe a Miguel Castro uh, that we saw earlier this year in Toronto. Um, those guys are kind of on the cusp, um, but you know everybody else, uh, for the most part, their minor league depth is, is single A and below. And, you know, a lot of times when teams are looking to pull these deals around this time of the year, uh, they're looking for guys who are a little bit closer um, to the major leagues. And that's something the Blue Jays don't have a lot of, with the exception uh, of a Daniel Norris. So it, they do have some intriguing possibilities, and they do have some, you know, a guy like Anthony Alford in, in Class A who's having a very strong year has really come on after, you know, dedicating his full time to baseball after previously splitting it between football and baseball. He's a guy who's come on, but, you know, it's going to be a challenge. There's no question about it uh, because they don't have a lot of those 
you know, double A and triple A position player prospects. A lot of their strength is, is on the mound. And sometimes when teams are looking for, you know, a multiplayer deal, they might be able to be centered around pitching, but they also want some position player guys in that deal as well. I have seen some, I don't know if you even call it more than chatter, that they might deal off the major league roster, which is sort of an interesting idea. There are a ton of guys who can hit. Uh, is is one of the options maybe parting with uh, n- not a prospect but a major league bat off of their roster in order to upgrade the pitching staff? It could, but I, I have a hard time seeing it. Uh, you know, I think the very strong preference is to um, strictly deal prospects. I mean, I know one guy that a lot of people seem to mention is Devin Travis, uh, and to me I just don't see a scenario where the Blue Jays look to move him. Um, you know, they do have the depth within the lineup, uh, to be able to facilitate something like that, but it would still be a pretty significant blow because then you're looking to try and get through the rest of the year with a really light-hitting guy like uh, Ryan Goins and, and utility-type players like uh, Munenori Kawasaki, and, and I just don't think that that's something that the Blue Jays want to do. And you know, the one that seems to get mentioned all the time in Toronto, but to me it's kind of needlessly, is Edwin Encarnacion, uh, has been mentioned multiple times. Uh, you know, it's kind of thrown out there in the rumor mill, but I, I just don't envision that as a scenario that, that can realistically happen either. Um, he's someone who can block a trade because of his 10-5 and five rights. And I just don't see Anthopoulos uh, going to him at this time of the year and asking if he would make a move. Um, so I don't think you're going to see any major shakeups on the 25-man roster. You know, if it really came to that, I think the Blue Jays ultimately would probably stand pat, but I think they're, they're pretty confident um, that they can get some kind of deal done um, with just their prospects and the fact that there's, you know, an upwards of probably 10, 10 guys who are available out there that could help this team. The fact that there's that many of them available means they probably should be able to get something like that done. All right. Well, Gregor Chisholm, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.